Okay. Chris, I think you're starting us off and you'll, you'll, you'll pass it along. Yes. Uh, yeah, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was, it was painful to watch. <gasps> I oh God. did not like this movie one bit. And one of the one of the biggest things that like I, I kept thinking to myself, what is this film supposed to be? It is supposed is it supposed to be kind of a hold on losing Paul. Uh no, Paul and I are gonna destroy you right now. I you <laughs> know, you. I, 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 I welcome it. I, I fully welcome it. Like well, I mean there was nudity and and, uh, and there was there was bad elements, so Aaron's gonna hate it yeah, too. 100%. Yeah, but that's you know that, I love incest. Oh yeah, I know you that, love okay, incest. The incest when you the don't rape, know any better. Yeah, with with all of this, my main my main criticism isn't that the movie is bad because it has bad things in it. <clears throat> the, the structure of this movie is terrible. The pacing of scenes is terrible, and for oh that, for all of these things. I'm going to give this film. Here we go. He's up in the air. 5.8. Oh, my God. Come oh my God. on, dude. Chris, Chris, you Syracuse University. Oh, the the, yeah, the, the donors are showing up, but I'll get the donors. I'm going to pass it to Aaron because Aaron's the only person I think is going to be on my side. The I got to get my Syracuse fight song out here very quickly. Oh, man. The donors better close their uh, checkbooks. Yeah. Oh, man. Chris, I sent it. Okay. Oh, you got you got to talk. You got to give me some. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Okay, some context. <laughs> context. Uh, this Love movie. Context. This movie was like. Uh, it just was so frustrating. At times, I felt like I was watching some like, like bad porn. Yeah. Movie, like setting up like the stepsister thing. Like, ooh, you know. What's dude, going on, I, step bro? Yeah. Oh. Like, let's play a game. Like, no, 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 no. I don't know. This movie felt forced. I just, I felt a director's hand. Like, this whole fantasy world, it just felt masturbatory. It was just gross, man. It, it's not even just content. Like, I just, I, I didn't really care for the shots that much. Like, I just wasn't impressed with the movie. And on top of it, 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 it just has so many holes. I'll open up as we go on. But, but what Aaron, did you give it? Aaron gave this film a 6.0. Oh, I don't know why mine's not showing up, but it's a 5.8. So, uh, Paul, uh, oh, yeah. who are you passing it to, Aaron? Oh, uh, passing it to Paul. So, Paul, let me know if, if when you're ready to start our side project show. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> you guys. I was like, didn't you we need talk? us? <laughs> You need no, us. We, we've yeah. been talking about it. I'm not kidding. We're going to call it Rabbit Holes, and we're going to go watch good films oh. together. Yeah. Oh. I, 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 I'm, yeah, it's I'm, not going to be live because I'm not going to be fucking involved. <laughs> you know, this is where the, it's funny because you probably, the two, both Chris and Aaron probably think that, you know, Yoshi and I meet in secret in a bunker <laughs> and conspire against you both. Uh, that is not the case, but it's interesting when, how, or when organically we land on a movie viewing and have kind of a similar response. I kind of like, I'm watching the movie and I'm going, haven't we yeah, covered like tell. family constructs and, you know, do I need a literal interpretation of how a family ought to operate? And then that is what I absolutely adored about this movie, a father and mother in total sync about the application of their parenting to children in a construct so wacky and absurd 
that it would drive away lesser beings like Chris and Aaron and attract higher sentient beings. Yes. Yeah, higher like, sentient beings. Like Yoshi oh Barigas and Paul Jackson. That's right. Paul right. Yorgos, give me your give me your shitty shots and your weird view. <laughs> As a second movie, the fact that it just galvanized the Greek Parliament, how excited they were to have an Academy Award nominated movie. I mean, this was like to have like a I guess you consider Anthony Quinn Mexican American, you know, to you know advance Zorba many, many moons ago. But for identifiably a Greek director, Greek uh putting Greece on the map uh, just was great for me. So I uh, believe this is a very good movie, and I'm ranking it accordingly. Yes. Fuck you, Paul. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. 8.5 for Paul. Wow. Not okay. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, Paul's absolutely right. We're at a point now in the show where I can watch a film and I can basically say, like, oh. Well, this movie is going to get way less than it deserves because Aaron and probably Chris as well are just incapable of thinking just a little harder oh, about I'm, what I'm this movie's incapable. about. Oh, just because the visual is like oh, disturbing and it's hard to, to watch. I can break down what this movie's about. It doesn't mean I okay, like it. Okay, well, then we're starting with you, Aaron. I'm not even going to say anything else because I, I want to hear Well, we've got to give you a ranking first. We can okay, my yeah. ranking for Dogtooth. Um, the Yorgos film is, let me go to the website here real quick. Yo, she got to have right this shit Yorgos ready. t-shirt now. It's, it's my new Jodorowsky. I... Oh, ugh. God. Okay, Better here we go. not change your ranking, Yosh. No, I just, my, the no. website was frozen. I had to refresh. 10. 8.7. Oh, my God. Oh my Look at that God. Look at that Fuck you. Jesus. Doesn't matter. You guys' rankings brought it way down, so it's... it's... Yeah, I mean... We'll see. You'll see. You'll see in a moment. Yeah. Um, seven point range where it divided belongs. by four is a seven point three. <clears throat> That's wow. And what did Dogtooth get? I mean, uh, um, six point eight. Okay. Wait, uh, okay. So, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna start by saying I cannot. Wow. I just. I cannot understand how anyone could like Wag the Dog more than this film. I oh, just I simply can. can't comprehend Great. that. That's like watching oh, no. like like it's like watching an after school program made by the principal is better than like a, a, a Greek stoic artist mm. who's been like enduring in the mm. temples his whole life. And he's saying something so pure and true, mm. an oh. analogy for the world. And it's how, just so much to uh, say. How, how is this an analogy for the world? Oh, well, we, we'll definitely get into it. But I'm going to give the I looked at the reviews of this, just like a cursory, like, okay, I need to fucking understand why Yoshi chose it. I need to understand why we are watching this fucking terrible movie. And it was like, oh, yeah, David Lynch prov uh, is saying that this is his favorite comedy of the year. And I'm like, this is a comedy? There is no fun. There is no, like, it is, it, it is a dour view of the world, which someone has probably lived before. And I, I mean, I've been listening to true crime podcasts in my free time because I'm just trying to get my mind off of things. And this reminds me of a true crime podcast. This literally reminds me of the toy box killer of Ted Bundy 
of the BTTA killer, of like people who literally subject people to terrible things. And that's not why I didn't like it. It's the fact that you didn't give me a succinct story that told me anything. You literally gave me a story of a person who has been subjected to outside interference and like programming essentially their entire life. And then they break out. Outside, no, no outside uh, Or inside not, interference. I'll is say. that it, not it, a it story is, worth I, telling? Yeah. There's like, think a about big the picture going on here, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Play. I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't even know where to, I don't, I don't know where to go. Uh, Aaron, what's this movie about? We'll get back to Paul. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, help me. Save bullshit. me. No, this, this movie is about a, a father that wants to bring the, his children into a world where they understand what the world's about and that they can be protected from outward influence so he can shape them into his worldview. Um, you know, it's like he doesn't want the girls to be, uh, he doesn't want his, his daughters to be sexualized. They can't leave the house until their dog tooth falls out. You can't leave until you're, you're ready to leave, which is never because our, you know, the, the kids, they don't, they're too naive. It's like, what is, what is a zombie? They give them a different answer. What is this? It's like they're completely shaping their worldview in this closed society. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's fairly interesting considering the pandemic we're going through and the COVID times, you know, it's like, are there going to be children that grow up in their home, like away from society that are literally they don't have any outward influence other than what their parents are feeding them daily. Like, yes, there are some interesting themes here, but then, you know, uh, you, you lose me with these like weird sex scenes where like the, you know, the security officer is like making him a man, right? Like, he's like, I'm going to bring a girl to my son and I'm going to, you know, this is, he's going to lose his virginity to this woman and I'm going to show him how to be a man. And, yeah, but to use your argument that you used against Chris and the Night Poor, these things happen. If your only argument against why the movie sucked is that you didn't like the subject matter, it's just like I don't. No, I just don't. I don't care for the the filmmaking. I didn't. I didn't care for the the ending. Was like so just distasteful and dull. It's like she just like we leave on the 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 trunk of the car. It's like oh, I guess she's you know well yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just Davos like, Davos twenty twenty one the World Group people who who put together these technological and and money you know schemes and plans for our our economy and our world um i just watched their video the other day of their 2021 video and it's like you know basically predicting and telling the people what life's gonna look like now kind of thing and it's like you're not gonna own anything but you're gonna be happy that's one of the lines they use All your belongings will be rented and they'll be delivered by drone so you never have to leave your home. Socialism. I mean, this this is legitimately what they're saying in the video. I mean, talking Bill Gates, all these people that no, 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 no. There is no conspiracy here, Chris. Why don't you look up the video? We'll play. I'm looking now. I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. We're going to watch it together. Um, And um, and then they go on to talk about climate change and all this other stuff. Point being, I think it's hinted at. And maybe I was wrong, but I think it was hinted at in some kind of weird way that this world that the, f- the film takes place in, there's something wrong with the children where, where the right. children are not allowed to be 
it's it's better to keep your children home because there's something going on where children are getting dumber and dumber by being out in the environment. Am I right? Was that something yeah. hinted at? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's yeah. what you you've got a an indictment either literally or allegorically about homeschooling, which I just adored and I still haven't figured it out yet. Um, but it's presented in such at times a very direct and at other times abstract way. I'm like, oh boy, I have met these helicopter parents who are like, no, I have a better idea of how my son and daughter need to be raised independent of the very edu- the very educational resources that my tax dollars are supporting. You know what? They're the enemy. We're not. And I, at those moments, I was just like, bring on something else. Why are we sexualizing the son and not sexualizing the daughter? Or are we sexualizing? Oh, this is just too delicious. <laughs> well, that's a dangerous this is too right delicious. <laughs> in, my, in my own personal uh, experience with, with that kind of stuff, the only time that I've experienced that is with very fundamentalist Christians who let their entire organization is to push them back into what they think the world is going exactly. to be. And then you wind up with these, like like the daughter in the film, these weird, broken, like they they completely lash out because they have they have had this kind of like oppressive nature to them and that's what she does i mean in in the flash dance scene especially where she like gets access to that like little bit of salaciousness and that becomes her entire thing right like, is that a yeah. better that's that what a better i love Chris, that's where you're just like yeah. pull back the curtain you're like letting me into that family the family that we're otherwise we from a distance are looking I'm like uh you know but that's what i loved about it like you got a glimpse of what that an interpretation of what that must be like the kid who grows up with the bible every day every day and yeah. he's like is there any other form of literature no there's only the bible oh okay and then as his brain over time just matures he has a critical thought one day where he's like i wonder how i wonder if there's something else besides this bible and then he starts to wonder and that's where it just again you know here whether it starts it's... to wonder and chris if you if you find that video let's play it I, um, I... okay so so if we're going to go under the under the premise that these parents are having to adapt to a new world environment where for whatever reason you know, but i think to... I, but that that's you're you're reading too much into the story i feel like because that's not how it's presented at all there wasn't even no, like it's, a radio it's hinted thing. at it's hinted at that it's that that something's going on it's in the scene where he's talking with his boss in the, yeah. in the office there's something hinted at there that like mm-hmm. like children are being are like retarded now you know like, that, like i think that's who more says of, are you going out yeah but that, that's i feel like that is i feel like that's a more of a like a concept of like it, it is a supposed to be like mirror of like yeah children are stupid it's like yeah but if you look at parents of your generation look at what you're doing to your children like you're raising them to be monsters like even in the beginning where they have that fight and she takes a knife to him yeah like, dude, i think we, that's more nobody nobody is making a case that the parents did the right thing right we're all against right. the parents exactly the parents no. are terrible <laughs> they're they're like evil as fuck but what makes them somewhat redeemable is it seems like they're in sync on what they're doing and i go and they think that they're doing what they have to do to keep their family alive they really believe that yeah i mean they like the, the the tears that the mother sheds thinking that they, that sh- they've lost the eldest child after everything they've done they've worked 
20 years to keep her here or whatever and she's and she's escaped like those are real tears they actually do love their kids right that's the fucking weird part yep. now 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 where it starts to turn for the eldest ironically and very geniusly is the films fiction being introduced to her life is what first gives her an identity for the first time jaws and rocky yeah. are the movies that she gets from Christina for licking her puss. Puss. <laughs> and watching Rocky and Jaws oh is the most critical moment of this girl's life. A pair of f- f- works of fiction that are going to help her discover reality. Yosh, could that lick be the lick of life? Oh, my God. Yeah, in a, in a way, bro. Yes, in a way, yeah. the lick of life. She took well, no, the look, world she, from her from her vagina, Christine, man. Christina, guys, go ahead. Christina's puss is essentially Neo at the computer at the beginning of the Matrix. Oh my yes. God! Wake up! Yes. Wake up, yeah. Christina! It's it's her learning to bargain through Christina's character infiltrating their little perfect society is what leads her to starting to develop an an ego. Because these kids don't have egos. They don't have identities. They don't even have names. They're the eldest in the middle and the youngest. And so they have no, like, when they look in the mirror, they don't, they don't have an identity or an ego. And so it's so cool that Yorgos chose to make fiction, films, what brings this girl towards an identity. And then she starts telling people, to, her sister, to call her Bruce. 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 And then she's like, because she's practicing, right? She's practicing being an identity. She's like, yep. Bruce. And she's like, Bruce. She's practicing responding to a name for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't tell me to rap in five, Chris. <laughs> Eat that shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's happening. I'm not getting that. I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't. I'm not either. Like, you explaining it to me is so much more interesting than what I was watching. But that's what it's it's I'm telling you, it's it's there. It's just it's 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 in the movie. That's what but, the movie but is it's about. It's, it's, it's essentially Matrix. it's essentially the Matrix. This is yeah, the Matrix. it's that's what I'm saying is it's there in the Matrix. And I can appreciate and give Matrix a nine point five because it's being presented properly. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible art. And this movie, I'm like, no, like this. I'm not it's not input inputting, you know, it's not. Yeah. To go off of that, I, I would be interested to know what you did to get to that realization. Did you watch the movie and then research, or is this just from the movie? No, this is just from the movie. I didn't see any any sort wow. of research about the Matrix or anything like that. But it's it's just obvious to me. I mean, like the the dog tooth. That's that's the thing that's keeping them in this fake reality, and and when she when she discovers the phone in the drawer. Yeah. There's, there's all these little things that start happening to her where she's starting to, for the first time in her life, realize that some of the information she's being fed are lies. Right. And now she can't discern what's real and what's not real anymore. So, for example, that's why she still takes her tooth out because she, she, that might still be real. She might yeah. still have to get rid of the tooth. But because of all this programming her parents have given her where like words mean different things and that their, their brother was, was killed by the cat, there's yeah. another thing right there. It's it's a patriarchal society that the father has built within the house. And anything that's a danger to that order, like the feminine spirit, like the feline, the pussycat, which comes in, that's the monster which you have to eliminate because that's going to make your kids think outside the box and think, you know, think 
and be creative. And that's what they can't allow. Otherwise, there's the danger of them escaping. So the kid kills the, the feline power. But why does he actually, why does he bring him actual pussy? Like, why does he bring him a girl to sleep with? He knows that that is going to bring an outward uh, influence on him. And he learns that that was his biggest mistake, but he he, the dad thought he had to do that because, you know, he's a man. He has to be having sex. He has to, you know, he he has testosterone and stuff. Otherwise, it's dangerous. And then he turns to incest because he realizes that Christina basically broke the perfect society that he's been building. But yeah, doesn't he a, replace the girl too and get a new girl in there after? No, they just no, swapped around. No, he, it's the, the sister. It's the sister. Yeah. The sister yeah. takes her Which place. was so great. I guess this makes sense. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. No, no, I just I just love the fact that we we're about to talk about perineums and pelvic cavities and gooches. And I thought, <laughs> you know, and our listenership and viewership was like, God, could these guys just get a little more scandalous on the show? You know, the point gooch. you made, uh, I think you said it, Yoshi, was just the fact that despite this, what they, the, the parents believed was this very tight construct in which they were going to raise these kids, there was almost nothing that could prevent outside some sort of uh, environmental and or external influence from getting in and changing it. And then we, as the viewer, need to see the narrative unfold that way to finally see that something's about to change in this seemingly static environment. And it's great. They could explain away a death. They can explain away a lot of things. A lot of things make sense. Word, this word means this word. But at some point, there's outside influence. We have no control over it. They have no control over it. And it starts to move this thing along. And that's the part I was like, oh, yes, this happens everywhere. It's whether it's the Amish kids that we profile in a multi-part series to see what their life is like when they start to drink. (gasps) Or, you know, the Baptist children when they realize there's something other than the Bible that might give them uh, another perception of life. Uh, and creation. I mean, that that's when it got really interesting for me. I, I, you know, I could have gone on, you know, when we close on the trunk of the car, I was like, oh, this could go on for another hour. This would be a lot of fun. But yeah, I want to I mean, see that story. I don't give a shit about when they're programmed and everything. Mm-hmm. If, and if you're going to lead into that, lead into the so, surreal, lead into the, obs- the obs- absurd, the way you're describing it to me feels like it would have been directed by someone like Yodorovsky, in which the father would have literally dressed up as like a general or like a North Korean leader, where he was this overarching patriarchal man who was doing this because that is the way that he thought the world was supposed to be run. And his this was his little kingdom and everything. The way that it is presented right now, it is too disjointed. A perfect example of this is the preamble to the cat scene. We get a solid 45 seconds of him cutting his, his pants. Why do we need that for pacing? Why do we need to see him cutting his pants? It didn't feel we like don't. 45 seconds. It was no. that scene was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. defending the comedy aspect yeah. of the film because this film could have been done in such a serious nature that it would have been yeah. so fucking disturbing. But there is this like like satirical comedy like backdrop to it where it's just absurd. Yeah. And, you know, he's there and his hair is all messed up and there's blood all over him. And he's like. Your brother was killed by the by the cat. <laughs> by the you cat. Know, it's like it's ridiculous. by the most dangerous creature called yeah, the cat. Exactly. cat. <laughs> oh my god. Look, just... to pro- to protect the integrity and values of the family, there was a construct fabricated and pushed onto the kids. So right. out of fear, these parents were operating out of fear and love, but ultimately fear. And all of their efforts went into holding together their their you know huge circumference of deceptions to ensure that they always had control 
and there was no room for any love or trust or the things that actually hold a family together. And I just really enjoyed watching an adult go through the child motions of discovering their ego. And I've never, I've never ever in film seen anything like that before. I mean, and then the, the analogy there for the microcosm of the world is that that's kind of what happens in real life too. Like we're born into a society with lots of fear and like, you know, don't do that. You might get hurt or you have to go to the school, which is built like a prison. And there's all these rules and structures that you're born into. And there's a real argument that a lot of people, adults never grow out of that fear childlike fear they always have their dog tooth they never get rid of their dog tooth and so for me there's a great analogy of just breaking free from the matrix and being free but the, the sad part of the story at least the way i interpret it is is at the very end she's just in a bigger trap now she escaped the small one and now she's in a bigger one. <clears throat> oh, chris is yawning oh, yeah, i just uh, no I'm, I'm 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 upset I'm upset with this film. It's uh -huh. upsetting. I think it's a good. I think it's a good conversation, and I think we're gonna get into a lot better conversation in the next film that we're gonna talk about. Well, I hope so. I uh, hope so. I, think, I actually I, enjoy the conversation more than I enjoyed the movie. Same. Same. <laughs> I would just. I would just. I would just nicely nudge you guys in the future when we have a hard movie like this, to just spend a little more time. You know, separating your subjective experience from the objective reality of what the film is propagating. That's but all. But that's that 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 is not, and, and we're going to get into this in this next film. <laughs> that shouldn't be my job. Oh, I'm not saying that. That's our, that's our job. This, I think that's part whole, of what we are. What yeah, we're what doing we're, here. I mean, that's we have what to the look, show's about. Yeah, yeah man. so that's what why we're here. You know, we. I mean. We, <laughs> Look, if we just want to be like, yeah, I thought it was a 6.8, and they didn't, you know. Yeah. It's like, that's not us. We, we are four critically thinking people. Uh, we agree on certain things. We disagree on others. That's what makes the show lively. No, I think it's, uh, I think this is, this is one I thought would be a, ranked a little higher for you, Chris. I thought, okay. yeah, I thought so as well. But really at did. the same time, like, I think we get a little bit, I, I mean, this film is a great example of it. I think we get a little bit too in our heads as critics of like, this is supposed to be something that is amazing. And this is supposed, and we are, we are looking for that, that underbelly that like, the author might have not intended, and we don't know. Yorgos can say whatever the fuck he wants about it, but I don't necessarily know if that was the actual case while he was filming it, or it just ha was a happy accident. There is a, there is um, a there's I can tell you right now that there is nothing about this film that is a happy accident. Well, bro. I'm, I'm just this saying that as strategic. a general. Term. Go ahead, but Go ahead. like you you could, there there was a person that I I I learned from in grad school who was like. A, a, a history of tv teacher a critic and like he broke down cheers by character names and was like sam malone is always meant to be alone it's there at his name it's he's meant to be alone and it's like sometimes on the show i'm faced that same thing of like no motherfucker they probably just named him malone because that was some you know someone's brother or like your mom's maiden name like it has nothing to do with the undercurrent well yeah the there's story. there's certainly the things like that that are always going to happen that people we we sometimes read too deep into stuff I, I can totally agree with you there but there's also a lot of evidence and there's some evidence in the next film we're about to talk about of names in particular being yeah chosen for a very specific reason and it's part of the detective work that you as the audience get to excitingly you know pursue 
I think that's that's the reason why I love films like this is that it it's not what it seems on the surface. And I, Yoshi, love to like look at a film and be like, well, what is he really saying here? And like, oh shit, there's some like layers involved here. <clears throat> Excuse me. The the part that I really love the most in the film, and then we'll wrap up, is when she's doing the routine dance, the performance. You know, everything's a routine. They she's probably done this dance a million times for her, for her parents, but for the first time, she's breaking the mold and she's starting to just like feel, and just like impromptu and just like you know freak out a little bit, and like that's like her breaking free from the mm-hmm. from the control and the, and the molding that she's been suffocated under and she's like doing moves from like footloose or whatever because she probably saw that flash dance because she saw that movie and and then she starts making up her own dialogue from fake films when she's she has the incest sex with her brother she's like i wrote it down she says do that again bitch and i'll rip your guts out i swear on my daughter's life that you and your clan won't last long in this neighborhood she's just like experimenting with like fiction and like isn't that isn't that from the warriors is it I think so. That, I tried looking was, it up and I couldn't yeah. find I couldn't find it. I feel like that's from the Warriors. Oh, possibly it is. But why why take that route? Why take that turn of incest? Why why make the film about that? Why well, not because because it, it gave, if I had to defend it, which I don't really care to, but it would be that it gave the audience an opportunity to view just how childlike these adults were. And, and what that looks like of essentially child adults, you know, like discovering these these things. I don't know. I, I never really want to uh, justify putting incest in your movie because it's not really my thing. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's uncomfortable, right? And like, yeah, I'm it is looking Sucks. at uncomfortable art. And I just to me, when you throw those things in there, I, I just it just one little peg at a time. I just, you start to lose me and all these beautiful concepts that you wanted to bring forward. It just starts to look, like I said, almost pornish. Like, is this kind of weird fan? Like, why are we in your mind here? What's going on? Like, why did we take this turn? Yeah, I get you. It just made you feel like the director had some weird fetishes he was working out or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, it's like a kind of let's make Pornhub art. You know, I don't well, know that exists. It's not here. Yeah, but see, I, I didn't get that feeling because it wasn't attractive. It wasn't like, you know, it was all very. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, it wasn't porn to me. It was like gross. It was like, you know, I mean, I just, just I needed more wall. You know, I need more uh, to the well, wall. You're not, you're not Where's the soundboard, like... Chris? <laughs> I, just, I can't. I, I don't have that <laughs> one queued. I need to hear the bed shaking and just uh, like shadows on the wall, you know. To the wall. I don't need to oh, see. No, let's, let's not let's not get into our age-old argument here, Aaron. We'll be here forever. Oh, um, any how dare you silence me? How Paul? dare you cancel me? Well, I mean, silenced. It's just the same let's, old thing. Like you want to go to parlor, okay? Let's just Aaron, cancel Aaron culture. Aaron wants to wear sunglasses, and I want to just look at the real thing. Paul, what, any closing remarks? Yeah, I think you, I think you said it. You know, I, I I didn't really have a problem with the incest. Um, for me, it was it's like the Paul third Jackson time you said that, Paul. You want to you, you want to retract <laughs> anything? I, I don't. I I really didn't. It, to me, I because he probably didn't label it as such. It was just something that probably seemed yeah. odd to them to do. 
but it just seemed like, well, I'm not getting what I want from the outside. I'm just going to use what's on the inside. And I just said, okay, I get it. Um, and it was just one of maybe the final thing. And I'm trying to get the sequence right where she just realizes I can't live like this and uh, I've got to get out. Um, yeah. So it didn't uh, it affect me as deeply as, as maybe it did you guys. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, that was a good one, boys. 